Hey everyone and welcome back to my Blackadian universe. I um I just obviously wanted to talk about the um act of terrorism that uh, took place in um America at the Capitol and um and just how incredibly sad and um, devastating it is for America. And um, yeah, and, and just racism and white fragility in general. So yeah, let's talk about it. So I think every person of color, every black person um, was not surprised um, by what um, unfolded uh, yesterday. Uh, just as I'm recording this, it uh, it's, uh, it happened yesterday. Just um, it was terrorism. I, I, people have a real hang up about um, calling white um, groups that, you know, <laughs> incite fear and terror, um, as terrorists, they want to call them, you know, militias or, you know, protesters. Um, let's not mince words here. Words are powerful. And when you label people that are, um, creating acts of terrorism as, you know, special, um, or anything other than what they are, um, you are sugarcoating it. And, you know, there, they would have, everybody, um, who understands racism knows that those group of white people, um, that invaded, um, the capital uh, yesterday were terrorists and um period and um if it, the other thing that i i know everybody it was apparently obvious it's just that if those men and women had been people of color they would have died they would have died um there would have been excessive force used against them and they would have uh, been killed. And the thing is, the disgusting, gloating um, manner in which these people committed crimes, um, you know, insisting, taking, you know, government documents and insisting that nothing was stolen um, because they left a, a, you know, a quarter or a coin. It didn't have a price tag on it. Uh, these items aren't for sale. You don't belong to there. You are uh, trespassing. You're committing a crime just by being um, in there if you don't work in there. And now they're trying to pr pretend like they have some sort of rights. That is just, you know, white um, <laughs> privilege personified. The fact that they could go in there knowing that they would get you know, a slap on the wrist, um, you know, that just basically running in there knowing that their lives were not in danger, that they, you know, at best get arrested, 
um, is white privilege. If you um, didn't understand white privilege, I think they, they just provided a lesson in it um, yesterday. Essentially, that is white privilege. No um, person of color that values their life um, would have uh, even contemplated doing what those thugs did um, yesterday. So watching it from Canada, um, you know, it just really confirms that America is in trouble. America is in trouble. And this is all because um, a to be honest, a black man became president. That's what this is all about. Um, president Obama winning the election just um, broke, <laughs> sorry, it just broke uh, white supremacists. It just broke them because they're was this unspoken rule, which is racism and white supremacy, that this was never going to happen in their country. This was never going to happen in America. They all set out to ensure, um, you know, and every, that this would never happen, that, um, you know, a black man would never be considered equal, would never hold the highest office. And, um, you know, they've tried to beat back any advances that um, people of color have made in their country uh, by their legal means or illegal means, just any time um, equality is, you know, we're making our way to equality, they have to sort of beat that back. And um, because the office holds so much symbolism uh, for the country as well as, you know, serving a function, but it does serve as, you know, a, a beacon to people of what is, you know, good and, um, you know, everything that Americans hold dear and the fact that a black man was able to um, hold that office for eight years, um, it destroyed a lot of people's sense of what their country was about. And um, instead of looking inward and learning from that and trying to grow. That's not the way of white supremacy. Um, they lashed out with anger. And so the retaliation was to put in the, this uh, uh, person, which still seems like too good of a word to address uh, the current president, um, that was the worst of them who knew how to play the game of white supremacy um, in a way that uh, got him to that office. They were saying, you know, <laughs> any white man can be better than an outstanding uh, black man. They wanted to, you know, make that clear to the country and the world that um, we could have and 
this is my Caribbean side, an idiot uh, up in there as long as he was white. And that's what they stand for and what that's what they that great book by Dr. D'Angelo and um, I, I think it should be like standard reading for people um, to read white Americans um, to read it as well as Canadians but I just uh, yeah sorry the thing I was going to say is that watching it from Canada is that people love, love, love in Canada to compare ourselves to Americans and our benchmark, sadly, and um, in Canada is at least we're not Americans. You'll hear so many people say that as though it gives us, gives them a pass that as long as they're, you know, not out there, um, you know, burning crosses, then, you know, we're so far superior. And as a black woman, as a Canadian, um, you know, born here in this country, I can tell you uh, without a doubt that racism is very, very, very real in Canada. Um, and it, it's just in a different form here in Canada, but I experience it all the time. And um, it's it, it, racism has many different... Um, aspects systemic racism is very real here in Canada and uh, I I just I it's um it disturbs me to think that people think that we don't need to change and grow here in Canada because um you know we don't have the same history there were slaves in Canada um and these are all the things that I feel need to be taught to kids because, um, you know, I received a different education because I'm a black Canadian, but I feel that we're not doing white people that want to change and grow and be anti-racist any favors by, um, perpetuating this stereotype that Canadians are not racist. White Canadians aren't racist. They are. Um, and I can, you know, attest to that. Give me something to sign. I'll sign it. Uh, racism is very real um, and just as prominent here in Canada um, as it is in America. So one of the things um, about the um, terrorists that um, invaded the Capitol was that it... Again, it's not surprising. I think we've all, you know, said that um, it's been, uh, you know, it's been great to see um, President Obama just commented on, you know, the fact that, you know, we're not surprised. We knew that uh, this was a possibility because white people get very, very angry when they don't get their way. Um and it's really quite pathetic that, you know, um, these people <laughs> haven't, you know, they can't change the system. 
that was built by them to serve them their way. You know, they lost fair and square, you know, by the game that they set up. Uh, we played by their rules and we beat them and they can't handle it. So they're trying to find a way to serve themselves as they always have by, you know, using, you know, whatever laws they can, you know, through voter suppression and all these things that they make it seem are completely legal, but have been designed to target um, uh, black and under uh, represented and poor uh, communities. So, you know, the fact that this historical uh, um, practice that, you know, they all know works, you know, they, they feel like we don't know. We know you know um, what you're doing. Um, we know that, you know, you are very well aware that racism and systemic racism exists. Um, America was built on it. Many, you know, countries are built on that premise and um you know the tides are changing you can't handle the change and um it's it's laughable it's laughable to me because we as people of color live under this kind of oppression we see the injustice and we live through the injustice all our lives and we don't riot in the streets um, you know, we peacefully protest and people call it riots because of the color of our skin. And, you know, you couldn't handle it for five seconds. <laughs> I'm just, I'm thinking of this, that movie, um, Notting Hill with Julia Roberts. And, you know, she's talking about being a celebrity and getting all this negative attention. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I've been living with it, with it for 10 years and you can handle it for like 10 minutes. So our perspectives are very different on this. And that's what I'm thinking with this whole, you know, the white supremacists can feel their comfort zone slipping away and it makes them angry. And, you know, I want to say tough, tough. It's never going to go back to the way it is. I think one of the very first podcasts I did, I think it was going to say it was, you know, we things are never going back to the way they were white supremacy is ending and we just saw the worst of it um out there on the streets there are people that feel um that the way those people did but you know have too much to lose to um ride in the streets but i am not surprised by seeing that kind of behavior because I know that it exists. I feel it every day just because, um, you know, President Trump is, you know, whipping these people up into a frenzy to get them to act this way. It doesn't mean that they weren't feeling this way, um, you know, when Obama was in power. You know, that's just the reality of the world. When we say that there's two worlds, there are people that expect to always get their way. Those are white people and then there's the rest of us. So when people say that they're not racist, it just gives me pause because it tells me that they've done no work to make themselves better. And you aren't convincing. You're trying to convince me. You're trying to convince me. And I, I think I've told this story many times as well about being in university and like, you know, this... Um, 
uh, white males in this group of <laughs> turned with a bunch of women and uh, women of color. And he's just like, oh, he was a lone white guy in the room. Just, you know, just <laughs> he's like, I'm a white male. Uh, and he's like, I just can't believe this exists. And he just, you know, was feigning ignorance. And we were like, as a white man, you are not privy to so many disadvantages. I just, it just, we all gave him like the stink eye because we were like, you need to be quiet now and you need to listen. And, um, it, it's just, um, the only thing, and again, it, it's a struggle for me is that the only positive that I can hope that came out of these events, this act of terror and attack on America itself and democracy is that people can be awoken to the idea of what we've been people of color, black people have known all their lives is that there are two worlds. There is the world for white people and then there's the world for the rest of us. And if you're living in the world and you cannot see that, then you're in trouble because you're going to get left behind. The tides are turning. That angry outburst, it is the last cry of people that know that their time is up. So you need to look at yourself and you need to understand that how is being white benefiting me? Because it is. And if you can't answer that question, then go look for the answers. You need to work on that. So to everybody that doesn't understand what was happening yesterday, that is the cry, the last, the last cry of people trying to hang on to a world that no longer exists. White supremacy is over. And the sooner we see the um, end of it, the better. Um, I remain hopeful that social change and equality for all is coming. Um, you know, it is on the horizon and it's, um, it gives me comfort to see that, you know, the vote turned the way it did in Georgia, that everything was confirmed, that there hasn't been um, any um, unlawfulness to sort of change the results of the election and, um, to the people that are feeling frustrated and, um, you know, annoyed and angry over Trump's loss, um, welcome to the world of being a minority. <laughs> um, it's nice to see things turn in our favor for once. Yes, I'm going to say that. Um, and, I think it's a great, um, I guess it's a great sign of things to come. And I hope things keep going in this uh, fashion. And uh, yeah, I think that's our hope for, you know, sort of ending these horrible things on a positive event is that um, it, it's a, a sign of of white supremacy coming to an end. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.